Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Putin's useful idiots. You hear this term bandied around quite a lot, normally against the left. It's part of a long tradition of of delegitimizing, of essentially just smearing, let's be honest, the left as those who hate their own country, they're unpatriotic, um, they, they're stooges of foreign powers, they're fifth columnists, they're the enemy within, because they dissent from the ruling elites of the time, because they scrutinize and challenge uh, power. Um, actually, in reality, there's been remarkable, I would say, consensus across the left in opposition to Putin's brutal and heinous invasion of Ukraine. Um, there may be differences on that, this or that detail. There are those, obviously, well, all of us should be worried, but about the prospect of an escalation which leads to the nuclear annihilation of human civilization, which I think, on balance, is best avoided. Um, but nonetheless, there is definitely very broad support for what is a war of liberation against an invasion waged by a kleptocratic right-wing, well, far-right, gangster autocracy. But the reason I want to talk about this is it's far more true to actually make an argument for the centrist so-called useful idiots of Vladimir Putin. Those who have aided and abetted Vladimir Putin in the so-called centre of politics, and yet they haven't been scrutinised, even though we can't understand how we got to this moment without looking at that particular history. Now, Case study number one, Mr. Tony Blair, of course, he was Prime Minister of the United Kingdom between 1997 and 2017. Slightly unfortunate um, that he actually played a role in helping Vladimir Putin when he stood as Boris Yeltsin's successor back in the year 2000. There's a headline, actually, in the Times newspaper. MI6 regrets helping Vladimir Putin to win power, says ex-spy chief. Um, MI6 assistance to Vladimir Putin during his rise to power, whereby ensured that Tony Blair attended a social vote with him, is now regretted, um, according to Richard Dearlove, who was head of the service. Whoopsie-daisy. Um, the officer asked if um, this was basically... They were asked... Um, by a senior KGB officer in London for MI6's help. Would he, uh, Blair, attend the premiere of War and Peace in St. Petersburg along uh, Mr. Putin? And this was like a big deal in that presidential campaign and legitimising and shoring up Vladimir Putin. Slightly unfortunate, because what happened then is Vladimir Putin laid waste to Chechnya. Now, actually, Chechnya is a smaller nation than Ukraine, but in terms of the damage, the devastation, the horror, it was far worse as a proportion of Chechnya. That country was flattened. Grozny became the most flattened city on earth. What did the West do at the time? Did they condemn it? Did they all line up, impose sanctions on Russia? They did no such thing. They actually defended and helped Vladimir Putin by refusing to st strongly condemn or take any action 
uh, headlines from the time, 2000, Blair defends reformer Putin's visit to number 10. So Blair kept whitewashing Vladimir Putin at the time. Tony Blair this afternoon hit back at critics who condemned the official visit to Britain of Russian president-elect Vladimir Putin. He ignored Tory and Lib Dem claims that the trip was premature and said the best way to press home the West concerns about alleged human rights abuses in Chechnya was to engage in proper dialogue. No such thing. It just legitimised and helped him, obviously, at the time. I mean, it's interesting, the Telegraph, Blair supports Putin's war against Chechnya was a few months... Uh, this was at December, sorry, over a year later, December 2001... Um, and when another headline, 2000, Putin rewards Blair's Chet stance on Chechnya. So they withheld their punches, but then after 9-11, sought to portray or helped to portray the onslaught against Chechnya as part of the so-called war on uh, terror. Now, you might think, well, they learned their lessons after that. Putin's increase, increasing descent um, into authoritarianism, expansionism. New after Blair, or you might say, well, Blair was prime minister, so he had to engage in real politique. But then when he stops being PM, he can be more candid. No such thing. April 2014, Blair calls on the West to make common cause with Putin. So they called for the West to put aside his differences with Putin to make common cause with it over radical Islam. That's after Putin annexed Crimea, incidentally. Now, it goes on, it gets worse. I mean, well, there's a Huffington Post headline at the time which says it all. Tony Blair says, forget the people of Ukraine, let's side with Putin and fight radical Islam. So that's, again, summing up what he essentially said at the time. Um, it goes on, 2018. I mean, come on, 2018. If you don't know the, 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 the reality of Vladimir Putin by that point, then what hope, what hope, is, what hope is there for you? I mean, you know, this was when Putin was unleashing horror in Syria. Absolute horror. Um, Tony Blair, let's work with Russia against radical Islam. Kind of bit of a running theme there. So he sees basically so-called radical Islam as a far greater threat and therefore Britain should make an alliance with Vladimir Putin's mass murdering regime, which laid waste to Chechnya and then Syria as well. Now, Russia is delighted by Blair's intervention. Russia today is now blocked in the UK, but you can see from the Google uh, cache how delighted they were. Uh, RT.com, uh, Tony Blair calls for counter-terror um, cooperation with Russia. Uh, Sputnik News, again, one of their organs. Tony Blair is right about anti-terrorism alliance with Russia. So Blair helped Putin's rise to power with MI6's uh, complicity, legitimised his mass murder in Chechnya, which, proportionate to its size, was considerably worse than what's happened to Ukraine. And I think we can all agree what's happened to Ukraine is absolutely horrific. Um, cozying up to him whilst in power, and then continuing to advocate an alliance with him after he was prime minister. Now, Teddy Blair was one of the leading figures of what was known as the Third Way, um, which in the 90s and 2000s was basically social democracy capitulating to neoliberalism. It was abandoning kind of its transformative elements and just sticking with humanising free market economics. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And Tony Blair, obviously, one of the key figureheads. Another was Gerhard Schroeder, who was the German Social Democratic Chancellor who came to power a year after New Labour, so back in 1998. Now, to be fair, even worse, this one. Schroeder's an actual friend of Vladimir Putin. They're actually mates um, who gets paid a million dollars a year by Russian-controlled energy companies and became, as the New York Times put it, Putin's man in Germany. Um, They report here, on the evening of December the 9th, 2005, 17 days after Gerhard Schroeder left office as Chancellor of Germany, he got a call on his cell phone. It was his friend Vladimir Putin of Russia. Lovely stuff. So during his holiday... Um, uh, a recent holiday, sorry, last year. Um, Schroeder took time off his holiday to go and meet Putin and touted Russia's desire for a negotiated solution. And so it got condemned at the time, obviously, uh, for doing so. Now, why am I ringing this up? Well, look, these aren't just two random figures, are they? Gerhard Schroeder, obviously, a tar- I mean, he's become, to be fair, I mean, there's a difference here. In Germany, Gerhard Schroeder's become a, a pariah over this. Uh, Tony Blair, who has worked with regimes like Saudi Arabia, a totalitarian regime which decapitates gays, dissidents, brutalises women, has no form of democracy, carpet bombs Yemen, and yet his foundations receive millions um, from the Saudi regime. Um, Not the only one, Kazakhstan is another one. He offered PR advice after a massacre in Kazakhstan for that particular regime, again, which the Russians actually came, Putin came to the defence of uh, last year. Why do I raise this? Well, you see, the left is often castigated and, you know, like, how dare you, like, moral, you know, kind of moral outrage where the left is held collectively responsible for this, that or the other, basically pronouncements of someone, this, that or the other, even though there's no one on the left who has ever called for an alliance with Vladimir Putin. You can't say, whatever you say about Jeremy Corbyn's statements, and I, you know, I have a different approach, if I'm honest, I would support without any equivocation uh, the full arming of, U- of Ukraine, I, I think... I don't think Jeremy Corbyn's come out against all arms to Ukraine or anything like that. But nonetheless, he hasn't called for an alliance with Vladimir Putin at any point. In fact, when Putin was flattening Chechnya, Jeremy Corbyn was one of the only people protesting. He, you know, a few hundred people went and protested Vladimir Putin's official visit, whilst Tony Blair was giving him the red carpet treatment. One of them was Jeremy Corbyn. So you can disagree with his approach. He doesn't have the same... Um, approach, for example, as myself, and just in terms of how I would portray kind of what we need, what the, I guess the emphasis in lots of ways. But he was actually someone who opposed Vladimir Putin when he was laying the foundations for his brutal rule. And by the way, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that the pretext for Putin's war on Chechnya, which was a series of apartment apartment bombings, which took place. Um, which were allegedly by Chechen-backed or linked terrorists. There's a lot of evidence to suggest the Russian security services actually did those bombs themselves in order to lay the, the basis, the pre- give a pretext for invading uh, Chechnya. So these horrors were happening at the time, whilst the Western elites were there ba- essentially whitewashing this guy, treating him as a so-called reformer and all the rest, when it was very clear from the very outset who and what 
Vladimir Putin was. Tony Blair isn't a pariah in Britain. He's lauded as a statesman. I mean, his popular polling is terrible. But in terms of how he's treated by journalists, media outlets, he does these public interventions. He's not scrutinised about any of these things. He's not challenged about any of these. Someone like Jeremy Corbyn, like, hasn't called, for, hasn't received funding, millions of pounds, from brutal mass-murdering dictatorships. Hasn't called for alliances with mass-murdering brutal dictatorships. Scrutinised all the time. Never in power. This guy actually was in power and actually helped and aided Putin's regime. Where's, his, where's the scrutiny? Instead, he's rehabilitated on the modern Labour Party. His lot, the people around him, uh, sorry, the people around Keir Starmer, are Blair's people. What does that tell us? And what does it tell us, I'm afraid, about what Labour themselves, their approach will be when they're in power in terms of their own approach, continued approach, to mass murdering dictatorships on the basis of Western strategic interests. And I think this is really interesting because you, the left, even though it's not, doesn't have any power, let's be honest about it. <laughs> I mean, the left in Britain has just been smashed into pieces. We're not dead. We still have natural mass sympathy for our ideas um, in much of the population. But as an organised force, we've had better times. We're nowhere near power. These people, massive power and influence, a history of supporting and aiding dictatorships and receiving money from them and having whitewashed Putin and called to an alliance with him, but there's no scrutiny of him and his faction or what it tells us about what Labour might do themselves in terms of foreign policy when they're in power. That's what I ask you. Who are the real useful idiots here? And where is the scrutiny? And what does it tell us about how politicians, who's scrutinised, basically, if you're seen as anti-establishment, if you're seen as establishment, you can be in bed um, with as many regimes, as, brutal regimes as you want. In terms of, for example, funding Tony Blair's received from the likes of Kazakhstan or calling for alliances with like, like of Putin. You're not treated as a pariah. You're treated as completely opposite. And I think that tells us all we need to know about power in Britain and the so-called hypocrisy of the so-called political centre. Not so moderate after all, are they? Please like, subscribe, support us on patreon.com forward slash I'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.